what's going on, everybody? It is Monday, September the 4th, uh, 2023. I'm giving you the full date uh, today because it's Labor Day, and it also means now that we've gone through Labor Day, uh, we're now going to begin to look towards uh, the fall season, and ultimately we are about to head towards winter. And I promise you I'm not trying to bring winter in faster uh, than I need to, but I just am aware of the fact that it's now becoming uh, a season that I really enjoy um, because at the end of the day, I like a milder temperature. I like the hoodie uh, weather, the, you know, the fall coat, you know, I like that kind of stuff. Anyways, uh, my name is Andre Anderson. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And by now, um, you do know, I'm certain of it, that BSTL stands for building something that lasts. So I want to jump right into uh, this conversation that I'd like to have with you. Um, I've entitled it More of You um, or More of Me, however you want to put it. You'll see what I'm talking about in the next few moments. So one of the things as um, leaders, I, I think that we often encounter as we grow, um, as we lead, as we mature, and as we grow, um, there is a tendency for leaders to uh, begin to look elsewhere. I mean, it is true that after a while, and I think rightfully so, um, most leaders, they do outgrow wherever they are within whatever context they are. And that is the thing about leaders. Good leaders, great leaders are often very ambitious. They like to try new things. They like to be challenged. Uh, they are generally self-starters, individuals who are constantly wanting to see if they can get their feet wet um, here, there, and everywhere. And it doesn't mean that they necessarily um, want to move out of the organization. I don't think as leaders we are constantly looking to leave an organization, but if you are unable to find your way or develop and grow and try new things um, in the context to which you are in. I think it is also true that sometimes as leaders, you got to get up and you've got to bounce, right? But as you are transitioning and moving, um, whether it is up in the organization or perhaps out of the organization into another context, um, the reality is there's a lot that goes into it, right? I, I have yet to meet a leader who blindly throws their hat in the ring or throws the hook uh, into the pond and says, I'm just going to go somewhere and I don't necessarily know where I'm going. I'll figure it out when I get there. No. Uh, and if you were to do that, I don't necessarily think that that would be the wisest thing. I think most leaders, when they are transitioning because now they would like to move up and try something different and um, adjust and take on a new challenge that will hopefully challenge them um, and stretch them and grow them and, and produce something new out of the experience, um, we often, we, we do a little bit of legwork, right? We, we want to call ahead and see what it's like over there, right? So usually it's a small enough world. Um, you know, you have a friend or a friend of a friend or a family member, whatever the case may be, you know somebody that works there, or maybe even a colleague or a friend from school. It, it really doesn't matter. Nobody generally jumps into this frying pan without first um, understanding the temperature of the pot that you're going to go in. So what happens is, is that especially if you maybe 
uh, a little bit disgruntled or just tired or ready for a new challenge, um, you're going to be like, all right, it's it's time to go. It's It's time to try this new thing. But when you are about to transition and leave and head in a new direction, here's what generally happens. Somebody is going to say to you, this is the new environment. This is the culture of that place. And because this is the culture of that place, here is what they are looking for. And um, yes, we've had this conversation in a different kind of way when we talked about your odd being your ad. Um, In that conversation, what we were talking about is the idea that you don't have to change who you are or nuance who you are. Um, in order to grow and, and, and develop as a leader, right? You don't have to change everything. But in this conversation, it's a little bit different because now that you are an established leader, now that you have demonstrated the ability to lead people, lead processes, lead uh, projects, whatever these things may be as you are leading, the reality is now as you transition, whether in the company or outside of the company, one of the things that you are kind of thinking about and wrestling with is now that I am moving and I'm moving into a new space that has a different culture, who will I be when I get there? And I think that that's a legitimate thing, right? Because you have developed some skill sets, you have um, developed some transferable skills, you have developed some new skills, you have... um, failed in some areas, but definitely you've had more victories than losses. So when you now move to this new place that is completely different, but what you will be responsible for doing, um, you're, you're ready for the challenge. There's a couple of things that you almost have to balance at the same time. Um, you've got to balance the new assignment in terms of what is it that they are asking for you to do. But then you've also got to balance when you get there and there's already this well-developed culture of people, individuals that do things a certain kind of way. Do you kind of code switch, um, placate, uh, dumb yourself down, water yourself down, or do you show up as you genuinely are and let them have to deal with it? And this is really what the conversation is about today. Because I think that sometimes um, as leaders, in order to get to the next level, many of us are muted. Um, We have to conform and we have to change. Uh, We have to water ourselves down. We have to dumb ourselves down. Um, We have to almost uh, show ourselves as being a different kind of way. um, Because either you won't be accepted or you may be too intimidating. And here's the thing, as part of this research, as you think about, okay, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm going to do, um, you should also be considering whether or not that organization is ready for you. And ready for you is your temperament, uh, the way that you dress, the way that you talk. And of course, um, we're not crazy. Um, We're not believing that you can just show up and do anything and whatever you want to do. No, that's not what I'm saying at all either. But what I am also saying is, are they going to be able to deal with you um, as you are, whether you are soft-spoken or outspoken? Is that new space that you will occupy and lead, um, lead from and lead in, are they ready for you? And I want to challenge you as we are celebrating Labor Day. Um, are you willing to concede and become uh, whatever they want you to be? Because maybe it's a bigger paycheck or maybe this is a stepping stone 
from here uh, to there. Are you willing to concede on most of who you are for the sake of finding a space and becoming comfortable there? Well, I, I, this is one of the few times where I think I'm really going to uh, put my foot down on this. I'm actually uh, suggesting that you should go somewhere that is willing and ready for you to be you. Uh, and the reason why I say this is that, you know, as we talk about these two different processes, like the work that you have to do, as well as the people that you will also have to lead, um, have you ever seen like when a candle is at the end of its wick and it is just fluttering and the wind just seems to be tossing it and you can see that it's about to blow out, it's about to go out because um, it's just kind of sitting there in isolation and it's just buying some time until the wick is completely melted out and so ultimately the fire is going to be um, um, outed. I I'm also saying this from the perspective of leadership that when you are making these transitions and you have to adjust, uh, you're already adjusting to the new culture. You're also adjusting to new people, a new way of doing things, a new mindset on how things get done. But if you go there with all of the changes and you also have to worry about whether or not you can be authentically yourself, then I think you're in trouble. And it is possible for you to still um, do your work well, it's possible to still be leading well, but I also believe that there's a need for your own personal joy to be experienced at the same time. Because here's what I've also discovered, that sometimes when you have to change who you are, it also doesn't force the organization as well to grow with you. Because it is possible to be a type A personality and be an extrovert, a type A personality and be an introvert. It is possible for you uh, to get your work done after eight hours, and then it's also possible for you to get your work done after two hours. And you know, uh, the reality is, is that everyone gets it done a different kind of way. And because you may be a little bit different in terms of how you lead, if you don't allow people to see that you are still productive, and this is the um, the box or the circle or the shape that you come in and you're able to, to accomplish things, then you're also maybe hurting the organization in a certain kind of way. And I hope you'll bear, bear with me on this one. Um, because what I'm also saying is, is that perhaps having you around will perhaps uh, give a different perspective on who it is that we can afford to lead with because now that we have so-and-so, and let's just call so-and-so Andre for the purpose of this uh, conversation. Now, ever since Andre has come on board to our team, we are as productive, but we're also happier, or we're more focused, or we are more in alignment with the mission, the vision, core values because of his temperament and the way that he does what he does. And so certainly, really what I'm trying to say in this conversation is, is that you don't do yourself a justice as you are moving upward in this space of being a leader with more responsibility. You don't do yourself a justice by having to adjust who you are to fit into the culture. And here's the thing, and maybe this is the connection uh, between the other conversation that we've had in the past. Uh, when we talk about your, your odd being your ad, you're not just there to complete an assignment. You're also there to bring a new kind of light to an organization that clearly is looking for something, 
which is why they've hired you, right? Because the person that was doing the job that you're now doing or will be doing in the near future, they've retired, they've quit, they've also moved up. So now this is why there's a new space for you. But when you get there, I don't know that they're looking for um, somebody that will be exactly like the previous person, but they are definitely looking for somebody who has the capacity to get the work done. You've got to almost teach people. So there's another conversation that I had recently uh, with somebody, and I know you don't believe me, but I do believe that I am an introvert, right? But I was talking to another introvert, and both of us were sitting somewhere very quietly, just kind of taking in the moment and just looking around, and people were talking and lots of energy in the room, and I was exhausted, and they were exhausted, and so we just began to talk about, you know, the different temperaments and how people um, promote themselves and how they are, and why is it that we don't embrace uh, people having the capacity to not be like everyone else, and why is it that when everybody's talking, you've got to talk to, and the reality is you could be having a great time, but you're just not saying anything, and to some degree, we kind of live in this world where people have identified that these are the different individuals that make for great leaders. They dress a certain way. They talk a certain way. They have a specific hairstyle. They come from a very specific school. They have a different kind of GPA and all of these different things. And really what ends up happening is, is that we typecast people. And after a while, companies begin to look like, look for a very specific type of person a person that is this kind of way and this is what we're looking for. And here's the thing. If the only thing organizations are looking for is the, the very thing that they've now lost, then what they're really saying is we hope that we, we don't necessarily grow and change, but we want to be on this continuum so that nothing ever changes. And here's the thing, as we are all humans, right, those that are listening to this, I assume that you're a human and there's nobody doing anything on AI, right? Um, but the reality is, because we're human, we don't have a choice as to whether or not we will or we won't change, right? We're either getting older, but we're definitely not getting younger. We're putting on a little bit of weight or we're taking off a little bit of weight. The reality is, is that because change is a constant and a part of this human experience, then at the end of the day, then change has to be a part of what you bring as a leader, no matter where it is that you lead or you serve, because here's the, here's the thing. Um, when I think about how I've led 20 years ago um, versus how I'm leading now, I would never lead the same kind of way. But the only reason why I can say that now is because I'm older and I'm wiser, right? And yet, at the same time, some of the methods that I use as a leader right now, if I would have tried to do this 20 years ago, I may not have experienced or, or had uh, the same amount of success that I've had now based on the way that I lead. Now, let me also say this because I know somebody's going to be like, yeah, it sounds to me like you're saying, Andre, all of you is acceptable and, and nobody would disagree with the way that you lead. No, of course, there will always be somebody who will disagree with how I lead and how I implement change and how I use innovation and different techniques in order to do things. Sure, no problem, but it is in these nuances and it's in the change and it's in the authenticity of who I am and how I lead that also creates the next idea 
for the next leader who may borrow and or reject different things about how I do what it is that I do. And so really the reason why I'm challenging us on this, right, and of course we were talking about this introverted thing, is because I think that the world has not yet um, had enough pictures and snapshots and nuances and, and different angles of leadership so that we can go into a space and be okay when somebody does not present in the typical VP way or executive way or CEO way or team lead, lead way. Like, I think we need to stop pulling people into the office and saying, now that you have become this, you can no longer do that. And of course, I'm careful when I say that, right? Because sometimes as you move up um, with the level of responsibility that you now have, you can't afford to, to be the exact same way. Some of that change will naturally happen because of the responsibility, right? And, and I think that's part of why sometimes people don't get the leadership piece and why it's so important and why it is that we even have this podcast. Um, as we move up, it doesn't make us greater. It just means that we have more responsibility and more people that we are accountable. And of course, uh, you have people that need you um, to be at your best or optimal most of the, of the time to ensure that you aren't doing things that jeopardize those that are depending on you to make a great choice. So I think one of the things I would like to see happening more as we lead and as you have a, a stronger voice, we have to encourage the organizations that we work with to be able to embrace people as they are and not the, the, the parts about them that need to adjust, but I think that we have to allow people to grow into their positions and once they look at, like uh, perhaps they've gotten their legs underneath them, then we can offer some suggestions, not because we're trying to change them, but because we want them to be successful. And so therefore, as a leader, you have to be clear on who you are and what it is that you bring to the table. And I'm not just talking about your odd, uh, your nuances, the quirks that you have. I'm talking about, look, if somebody needs somebody that has strong leadership skills, which are inclusive of organization and oratory, the ability to, to um, communicate concepts, etc., and deliver at specific times and measurables, yes, those are constants you can't touch. No matter what you do, you will always have to deal with those things. But how you get there is completely different. You know, the other day I was just driving somewhere. I can't even remember where it was. I wish I, I did so I could just tell you. But I was watching. There were some people that were walking and some people that were jogging. And, of course, we've got these new uh, technologies, these one-wheel big things, and people are like, floating on it like a surfboard, but it's uh, mechanical. There were other people that were on the scooters. There were other people that were on all of these different devices, but some of them were going in one way and another, you know, set of them were going in a different kind of way. And for the ones that were going in a specific direction, the, the mental note that I took was some are getting there faster than others, but they are still arriving. And I think that um, part of what I'm, I'm hoping this conversation will do is to challenge people not to force everyone to get to where they're going at the same time, but to help facilitate in people moving in the same direction, but at, you know, at their own pace 
as long as they are meeting the demands of whatever is required for the work that they are doing. Because I think if this happens, long term, we're going to see some different people emerging in different um, business areas and leadership areas and small business areas. We're going to see some uh, businesses that are courageous enough to try things and do things in a different kind of way. But I think we're also going to see success, even though it looks different. And the more success stories we have... Um, with people who are authentically themselves and they are doing things in a way that works for them, but it doesn't compromise the integrity and the strength and the, and the forward pro, um, progress of the organization, I think the more we see those things happening is the better business, the better leadership is, the better servant leadership is, the better spaces we create, because I think right now we're still stifling people's flames. I, I really do believe that. I think that we are still stifling people and, and almost boxing them into a corner. And here's the thing. Once you've boxed them into the corner and they have to feel as though they're fighting their way out, you may not necessarily get the best of them because what you're saying is you've got to fit this cookie cutter. You've got to fit it this way. And if you fit it this way, we will accept you this kind of way. And if you don't, then perhaps you're not the right man or woman for the job. So maybe as leaders, I, I think that we have to be a little bit more courageous. Really, that's what this all boils down to. And we also have to be clear on where it is that we are going before we start heading in that direction. Because if you know that you're going to be working with an organization that doesn't want change, doesn't want you to be you, you can't now apply for the job, be accepted by the job because you've now... Um, um, uh, you've exposed yourself or shown yourself as being somebody who you are not and then expect that after a while when your hair gets down and you begin to work there and you begin to be comfortable and what they hired is what you are no longer, then you're going to have a problem. And the problem is going to be with you because here's the thing, it's hard to break culture. And if you're in it to win it, then fine. But if you're not in it to win it, then you may have to find yourself somewhere else so that you can be the best you, the best authentic you that you can be. But this idea of change and leadership and change management, it's not just processes. It's how we select our team. It's how we place different individuals uh, in the room. You know, lastly, before we end, you know, um, so many people would have passed on Dennis Rodman. But Dennis Rodman, tattoos and all, piercing and all, weird ways about him, as some would say. I don't know if I think that they're weird, but that's what some people would say. Different things about how he was, his work ethic, etc. You know, say whatever you want to about Dennis Rodman, but that guy is going to go down as one of the greatest rebounders of all time. And on every team that had him as a player that learned how to embrace him for who he was, even though you may not have understood it, if you could get past his little quirks and idiosyncrasies and see him for who he was, he was a winner. He won in a different kind of way, but a W is a W. And if we can work with a Dennis Rodman and put him up there as one of the best basketball players ever, 
then why don't we try and start doing that with leadership? Why don't we try and see if we can create a world where people get to show up as themselves, and as long as they're doing what needs to happen, maybe we can try and embrace them. Maybe we can. I thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, this has been a great conversation, and I'm happy that we've had this conversation. So guess what, leaders? What are you going to do? Show up as somebody else, or are you going to show up as you? I hope you show up as you, because you is what the world has been waiting for. Until next time, my name is Andre Anderson. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And remember this, at the end of the day, there will never be another you. So make sure before you retire or you kick that bucket, let the world know who you are so that you can make the world a better place. Until next time, this is Andre.